There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. What a glorious day it is to serve our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I do hope that you are serving him. I pray that your life is in tune with what he wants. Pray that you're saved by the good grace of God. Our desire is to have folks that listen that do not have that assurance of faith, that they would come to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ as part of the purpose of this podcast. The other purpose is to strengthen the saints of God, those that do have assurance of faith, that they would not only learn, but then be edified, be strengthened in the inward man. And that's what our desire is for this podcast. I'm not going to preach Psalm 47 necessarily today, uh, but I'm going to look at it probably just briefly. But what I do want to look at, I want to go back a little bit to yesterday's podcast. I want to look more at the Lamb. I want to look more at the throne of God. I want to look at the tabernacles of God, that dwelling place of God. We know that there's a tabernacle in the heavenlies. It's the dwelling place of God. We know there was a tabernacle that God had placed on earth, and then it was at Shiloh that he forsook that tabernacle. He told us that. And when he forsook that tabernacle, uh, it didn't it didn't shake God at all. It didn't change God at all. He never has changed. But God forsook it on earth. And then God, through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came and offered himself for us and offered himself to, a ransom for us and offered himself as an as offering for sin. And then he took our sins in his own body and he bared them on the cross. And what a glorious, marvelous work that was. And how we thank the Lord. And not only that, that he was buried in a grave. And after three days, he rose again. He resurrected from the dead according to the scriptures. Now, in Psalm 46, the word of God simply says this. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And I want to look at that again just a little bit, the very present help. How does God presently help us? To look at that, Isaiah speaking in Isaiah chapter 6, well-known passage because it's the call of Isaiah. I believe any preacher that's worth his soul has probably preached this at least twice in his life. And it's the statement that's made when he saw the Lord high and lifted up. And it's Isaiah 6 and 5. And he said, then said I, woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And so what a statement that is, that he saw the Lord of hosts. Now, he did that in verse 1, and he said, the year the King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And so he saw the Lord. He told us that very clearly. And I believe what this King James Bible says concerning that. Now, Zechariah, the great prophet of God, he also spake along those lines. And he said this in in Zechariah 3, 1. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing in his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, the Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. 
Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of raiment, so that iniquity is upon him no more. He is no longer unclean. He has been purified. He has been cleansed. He has been washed. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In verse 6, he said, And I said, Let them set a fair miter upon his head. So they set a fair miter upon his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by. And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house, and shalt also keep my courts, and I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. And that's all uppercase, B-R-A-N-C-H, the branch. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua, upon one stone shall be seven eyes. And by the way, that is that chief cornerstone, which is Jesus Christ, will be seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave the graving thereof, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall you call every man his neighbor under the vine and under the fig tree. And then he tells us this in the word of God. And he says in verse 9 of Zechariah chapter 4, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also finish it. Now shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. Now, what are those seven? They're the eyes, he said, of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. He told us in chapter 3, I will engrave the engraving thereof. Why? Because these are the eyes that will be upon one stone shall be seven eyes. And then he says, these are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. And so again, line upon line, precept upon precept, in the book of Revelation in chapter 1, and I want to look at this because it's important to understand this as we move to these next couple of Messianic Psalms. And I'm just going to, for the sake of time, skip some of this. But in verse 20 of Revelation 1, it says, The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Now, we see seven candlesticks. We've seen seven eyes. We've seen, of course, uh, the seven eyes are the eyes of the Lord. The seven candlesticks, he said, are the churches. Now, here's what the Word of God told us in the book of Exodus, in chapter 25 and verse 31. And thou shalt make a candlestick of pure gold, of beaten work shall the candlestick be made. His shaft, his branches, his bowls, his knops, his flowers shall be of the same. And notice it says pure gold. That's the deity of God. That's the deity of Jesus Christ. And then he speaks of the branches, he speaks of the flowers, he speaks of the knops, he speaks of the lamps. And in verse 36, he said, The knops and their branches shall be of the same, it shall be one beaten work of pure gold. Why? Because the Lord himself was beaten. His deity was abused. His deity was beaten. That's a picture we see in this candlestick. And thou shalt make the seven lamps thereof, and this is the statement I want to take notice of, and they shall light the lamps thereof, that they may give light over against it. 
So he speaks of this candlestick with seven branches, each branch having knobs, each branch uh, having bowls, each branch having a lamp upon it. And he said, they're going to light these seven lamps thereof, and they shall light the lamps thereof, that they may give light over against it. And so we see that the candlestick was lit. And how was it lit? It was lit with the seven lamps. In verse 24 of Exodus 40, and he put the candlestick in the tent of the congregation over against the table on the, on the side of the tabernacle southward. And he lighted the lamps before the Lord as the Lord commanded Moses. And so we see that the candlestick itself bore no light. It was the lamps that lit the candlestick. They gave light over unto it. And so as those seven lamps were lit upon that candlestick, they gave light to that candlestick. That's what he's speaking of there. And so we see in verse 20 of Revelation 1 again, the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. How does this church light Jesus Christ? Well, I hope they're giving light unto Jesus Christ. That's a purpose that's in purpose within the church, that the principalities in heavenly places might be made known the manifold wisdom of God by the church. And so this the church of today ought to be given light under the candlestick. It ought to be the focus is the candlestick. Now, in, in Revelation chapter 2, again, in verse 1, under the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Now, Revelation 3, now we see Jesus Christ walking in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, which are the churches. He tells us that, the seven churches of Asia. And in Revelation 3 and 1, And under the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he, that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art dead. So he says here, he hath the seven spirits, uppercase S, of God. Now, in Revelation chapter 4, and I am going somewhere with this, Revelation chapter 4 and verse 5, and out of the throne, and it's important to understand this, because we talk about the throne, we talk about the lamb, we've talked about that river, that crystal clear river that cometh out of the throne and of the lamb. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. That's also Psalm 18. The Lord thundered in the heavens. We see that in Psalm, I believe, 27 as well. We see that thundering of God, the voice of God. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne. And he says here, which are the seven spirits of God. So he tells us that these lamps that burn on those candlesticks before the throne of God, Jesus Christ walks in the midst of them. They are the seven spirits of God. Now, that's not mystical, and that's not odd, and that's not peculiar, and that's not too strange, although that is too strange for some people. But in Revelation chapter 5, and again in verse 6, And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, and again, so he's in the throne of God. And he said, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain. Now, again, we saw a river coming out of the throne of God and the lamb. Why? Because you cannot separate the throne of God and the lamb. You cannot take those two apart from each other. They are one. And he said this, 
stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. Now, again, I remind you what Zechariah had said in prophecy concerning this matter. Zechariah said simply on this wise of that stone with seven eyes. He said with those seven, they are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. John tells us they're the seven spirits of God. And what are they? The eyes, seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. So let me just recap some of this just quickly. I'm not trying to be uh, vague on this. I want to be as clear as I possibly can on this. But we see that candlestick in the tabernacle. We see that candlestick is more than just a type or more than just a picture. It is a literal of that which is in the heavenlies. And so we see that candlestick has upon it seven lamps. On the seven branches are seven lamps. Those lamps, my friend, are lit to give light unto the candlestick. We see in Revelation the seven candlesticks are called the seven churches. Upon them are the seven lamps. On the seven lamps are the seven spirits of God. And each one of those bears light unto the candlestick that they might see Jesus Christ high and lifted up. When you go to the throne of God, where the Lamb of God is, we see those seven lamps. And we see those seven eyes. And they are the seven spirits of God. They burn forever before the throne of God. They give light unto Jesus Christ. And those eyes are the seven spirits of God, which go forth into all of the earth. Psalm 47. To the chief musician, a psalm for the sons of Korah. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. Why is he such a great king? His seven eyes are going to and fro throughout the whole earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob whom he loved. Selah. God has gone up with a shout. Whether you go up with a shout, amen, glory to God. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our king. Sing praises for God is the king of all the earth. Where does a king reign? On his throne. Where does a king rule? From his throne. Who is that king? The Lord mighty in battle. The Lord strong in battle. The Lord Jesus Christ is that great king. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness. And so there again, we see the throne of God. Stephen, when he's being stoned to death, gazed steadfastly into heaven. He said, behold, I see the heavens opened and the son of man standing on the right hand of God. So even in Stephen's death, light is given unto Jesus Christ. Witnesses bore of Jesus Christ. God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness. Why is it the throne of holiness? The seven spirits of God are there. The seven candlesticks are there. The seven stars are there. God himself is on that throne. And before that throne is a lamb slain before the foundations of the earth. We see that according to the word of God. 
The princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong unto God. He is greatly exalted. We read yesterday in Psalm 46 and verse 10, be still and know that I am God. And then he said, I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. But then in Psalm 47, he said, he is greatly exalted. He did exactly what he said he would do. Why is he greatly exalted? Because the Lord Jesus Christ is God. The Lord Jesus Christ is king of kings. The Lord Jesus Christ will rule over this earth. And my friend, from the throne of his holiness, he will rule and he will reign and what did God send out of that throne? He sent a river. Thank God there's a river. That river of life contained the tree of life. There's 12 precious fruits, each month bearing fruit unique to that month. Why? Because God himself will sustain us. God himself will feed us. God himself will water us. And my friend, you don't have to wait till then. You can be fed of God today. You can be watered of God today. He is that bread of life. He is the fountain. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. What a wonderful promise of God. My friend, there is a river flowing from the throne of God. Would you find that water? Would you find that refreshment today? There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelists.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption all at night. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.